2: I dub thee Sir Gutter. Hey, gang. whole oh boy. How are you? Kevin Goatee here, gutting the sacred cow. You know, the best movie review, movie debate podcast out there. Kat Rosenfield is going to join us this time because she thinks that the 2003 Best Picture winner, Lord of the Rings, Return of the King, just flat out stinks. I enlisted the help of my buddy Adam Sank to come on and sit in as co-host. Can Kat Rosenfield got the sacred cow can she abdicate return of the king oh and enjoy the surprise that happens this episode hit it yeah, Avoid the Clap, Jimmy Dugan. Adam Sank, guest co-host. How are you, pal? What's going on? I'm good. How are you doing, Kevin? It's good. Great, to be back. sir. I'm glad to have you back. Can you name that film? Avoid the Clap, Jimmy Dugan. I can't name that film. Our guest is Cat Rosenfeld. Cat, how are you?
3: I'm great. Thanks so much for having me.
2: You're so welcome, Cat. Do you know what that quote is from? Where that quote is from. I
3: believe that is from A League of Their Own. Cat by the Tom Hanks.
2: Circle gets the square. Yes, my dear, you are correct. Kevin goatee T. Adams, Sank joining us. Welcome to the funniest movie review slash movie debate podcast out there, where we give the guests the platform who have unpopular opinions about our most popular movies. Well done, Cat. Today, Cat is going to anger a bunch of you nerds, which always makes me laugh. Cat has chosen the absolute mega classic, Lord of the Rings Return of the King, the third one of the trilogy. Wowie Zowie, a 2003 release. The budget at the time, 98 million bucks. A box office haul at the time of 1.146 billion dollars. Turn that into 2023 money, a $151 million budget, a box office haul of $1.766 billion. That's a lot. Wow. This is uh, Avengers Endgame, Avatar, uh, and of course Mighty Ducks 3 money. We're talking right here, kids. IMDB, as we know, is a scale 1 through 10 with decimal points. Kat, what do you think Lord of the Rings Return of the King has scored?
3: Ooh, let's see. That's sort of a normie audience, right? So, but normie movie buffs. I'm going to guess an 8.2.
4: Adam Sank. I'm going to guess that nerds probably overran IMDB to vote, and it's probably higher than that, like 9.3. 9.3. Flat. Wow. So Cat wins by Price is Right rules, but I'm closer.
2: Fair, and that's true. Rotten Tomatoes, folks, as we know, as they scale 1 through 100. Adam, what did the critics give Lord of the Rings Return of the King?
4: Well, I'm going to play it safe and say, uh, oh, 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 I'm sorry. What is the scale on Rotten Tomatoes
2: again? 1 through 100, sir. Yeah, I'm going to say 90. 90. cat.
3: Well, now I want to try to outdo myself, so I guess I'm going to say 94.
2: One of you, well, if this is Price is Right Rules, one of you just missed it and one of you wins. 93%. Price is Right Rules. <laughs> Cat missed it by 1%. <laughs> well done, nonetheless. We're going to go back to Cat. Cat, what do you think the audience scored this film?
3: Oh. Mm-hmm. Well, 89. I think some of the nerds were probably discontented and decided to take it out on Rotten Tomatoes.
2: Adam Sank, your guess? Just for fun, I'll go even lower and say 85. 86. Ah! That is two showcases on The Price is Right. Thank you. Someone just won a Toyota Yaris and a trip to an all-inclusive resort in Jamaica. I don't know which one's worse.
4: I used to drive a Toyota Yaris, and it was (laughs) my favorite car
2: that I've ever owned. Great little car really i've never known anyone on that outside of the inside the united states it's only a caribbean island specialty i thought
4: loved it it was a rental car before i i owned it but it never gave me any trouble
2: well that's a a, a commercial for toyota i'll never get paid for quotes (laughs) my friends you bow to no one i thought that was a cool quote i dug that one cat any quotes jump out at you
3: Ooh. I really like how uh, they they title the movie at the very end. Sam looks over Frodo's shoulder and says, Lord of the Rings by Frodo Baggins.
2: Right. And it said Return of the King underneath that too. That was cute. <laughs> yeah, a
3: little subtitle emerges as they look at it, like uh, Hollywood style.
2: I like how they brought that kind of aspect back, because if you recall, especially 90s action films, they would always find a way to shoehorn the title in the dialogue, you know, like, well, you know, after I shot the president, that was an executive decision. (laughs) Classic. Adam Sank.
4: any quotes for this film? I don't have any for this film, but I'll tell you my favorite <laughs> quote from Fellowship of the Ring. Oh, which why, is, is, why is that you have a quote from Fellowship of the Ring, Adam Sank? Because I misunderstood the assignment, okay? <laughs> it fucked up. I've never seen any of these goddamn movies. And when Kevin asked me to co-host, I just assumed wrongly that we were gonna be talking about the first one, which I again had never seen. So I had a little viewing party at my house. I had some gay guys over and we all watched Fellowship of the Ring. And I've never seen Return of the King. But my favorite line from Fellowship of the Ring is, you will taste man
2: flesh. You guys and your gaggle of gays must have jumped in the air and given the most awkward high five, but amazingly passionate tongue kiss, I bet. No, we just said,
4: been there, done that.
3: (laughs) It's funny, that's what I say to my husband every time I'm serving dinner.
0: Ew.
2: Zing. (laughs) Uh, So this is a very uh, unquote worthy film. So we're just going to move along to five fun facts. Once the trilogy was finished shooting, Peter Jackson gave one of the rings used in the movie to Elijah Wood and the other to Andy Serkis. Both Wood and Serkis both thought they had the only one. Ah, the old uh, Texas Switch. Yes, something like that. Of course we're exclusively dating, duh. Yeah. You know the funny if they if all the, like the the main cast asked for a film and Peter Jackson just gave everybody a cock ring and says, Here you go, have fun.
4: <laughs> well, we were commenting that the ring would be rather small if it <laughs> were a cock ring. That would be a disappointing cock. Can you imagine that? I was just
2: going to say the hobbits.
3: (laughs) 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 Elijah Wood thought it was a cock ring.
2: Can you imagine (laughs) that they they dropped their pants and they're slinging down a baby's arm down there? That'd be hilarious. They do have those big hairy feet, so you never know. We'll get into that for sure. Number two, this record shares the record. Sorry, this trilogy shares the record for the most nominated film in Academy Award history. The Lord of the Rings films, all three, have received 30 nominations, surpassing the Godfather trilogy, 28, and sharing the record with the Star Wars franchise. (sighs) The Return of the King has the highest, quote, perfect score at the Academy Awards, meaning they won every award they were nominated for. They won 11 awards out of 11 nominations. Wow. That is a shock. I I mean, that is impressive as all hell. Yeah. Number three, Elijah Wood was hospitalized after the prop of Shalob Stinger, I guess that's a spider, actually caused a puncture wound.
4: <laughs> well, I'm glad he's okay. Yeah.
2: No infection or any venom. Can you imagine rolling into an ER in New Zealand and there's this big spider, you know, uh, stinger in your in your chest? Going, ah, damn it! Freak accident. They say, listen, it's they're they're more used to seeing guys coming in getting some kind of STD from a sheep in uh, in New Zealand. Can yeah. sheep can sheep give STDs? I don't know. Let's find out. I have to imagine vigo mortensen estimates that during the course of filming the entire trilogy including all the takes that he quote killed every stunt man on the production at least 50 times and oh yeah ki- and and killed adam sank in his dreams and adam is just a, 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 a dory in love with that fella i mean there's a few ways i'd like vigo mortensen to kill me for sure especially in eastern promises i assume Delicious.
4: We were actually talking about that at my viewing party. Why am I not surprised? <laughs>
2: you know the mind of gay men so well, Kevin. Oh, you know when you're in comedy and in business, you, you you pick it up. So I'm uh, I'm gay friendly. What can I tell you? The amount of money that New Line Cinema reclaimed in tax breaks on the three Lord of the Rings movies was ten times more than the annual budget of the New Zealand Film Commission, which funds local filmmaking. That doesn't seem right. Right. Why should
4: they get tax breaks? It's a, p- a purely for-profit venture, and they made
2: quite a bit of profit, as you uh, revealed to us earlier on. Yes, sir. Uh, that's a lot of money. God damn! My God, all those tax breaks, man. These facts weren't that fun. I'll be quite honest; they were. I was disappointed, and I and I called through many a fact here, Cat and Adam. And this is the best of the worst. So your silence speaks volumes, but I understand why. I mean, the movies aren't fun either, so what are you going to do? Okie dokie. Let's go right to the audience. And I can't wait to see them unsheathe their swords in Ask a Gutter. At Pedestrian, Pedestrian at best, is it acceptable to turn the movie off after they're rescued by eagles, or how many endings do you have to watch? Also, the books are better, so... Is it okay to turn off after the Eagles, or how many endings do you have to watch, Kat? That question is for you. you alone. I feel
3: like that's more a question than a comment, but I give this person permission to turn the movie off after the Eagles, which I think is its third ending of approximately 37.
2: Right, which is why I specified to everybody, we don't watch the director's cut. We only watch the theatrical because I value my time like my guests at so wizard podcast hey cat why do you hate everything that's good and just triumphing over evil and big gross spiders
3: because i love to see you cry
2: (laughs) zing at xiphos what why do the roughly 37 endings to return of the king when the scouring of the shire was right there That's, I guess, a book question. I did not read the books, so I assume that you have not as well. I certainly haven't. Yes.
3: Too long ago to be able to answer that with any kind of authority.
2: One of my favorite names on this thread, uh, uh, hey, would you blow me? At LOL, you replied, hey, Kat, what did you think of Amazon's rings of power?
3: Ooh. Um not a fan not a fan because of what they did to galadriel it was like they kind of girl bossed her up and that was no good didn't work
2: okay so you are a quasi fan being you've watched the series hmm Hmm. okay next one they call this a movie at tctam pod in the pantheon of lord of the rings i've only seen return of the king and i saw it in the theaters is there a movie series that you have watched in the incorrect order
3: we almost made that happen for you but no (laughs) i have to go watch the first one
2: (laughs) yeah adam i tried watching in the correct order that was the problem hilarious by the way you shelly martinez this and i'll explain shelly martinez a friend of the podcast she uh she said i want to do dumb and dumber well shelly actually uh, watched dumb and dumber two instead of dumb and dumber
4: I would what? never make that mistake. I right. would always assume that it was the first installment of anything because it's always the best one.
2: Right, well, not always, not always. There are, I'll, I'll give you my list of films that are better later on. Next, at Brandon Oglesby, hey Cat. what's the most overrated part of Return of the King? And please don't say the entire film, that's too easy.
3: <laughs> hmm, uh, The Battle at Helm's Deep
2: is overrated wow mm-hmm. okay all right uh, at, they've followed ahead, up go
3: with like six more battles afterwards you know they're just like you, I don't know I, I have complaints but we're gonna get into that
2: we are indeed I'm at Lord, go ahead sorry I'm go ahead I'm gonna say the whole film you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> at Lord Snurts for the return of the king did anybody else want the elephants to win yes 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 i see Mm -hmm. and the follow-up fuck mary kill hobbit edition sam frodo and the combo of mary and pippin fuck mary kill this i will answer i'm gonna go to our our lady guest first here before i go to the gay man cat please if you will fuck mary kill
3: I just spotted this on Twitter earlier, and I've given it a lot of thought. Um, obviously, you have to marry Sam. He is like the only stable one among the, the collection. And then, um, you know, who doesn't love a good orgy? So let's fuck uh, Pippin and Mary, and then we'll kill Frodo because he wants to die anyway. All the joy is gone from his life by the end of this movie.
2: Adam, I know you've been champing at the bed as they say. Let me hear your... Uh- you're a little Mount Rushmore of uh, of this, please.
4: Well, I'm going to actually fuck Sam. Uh, I Sean Aston is a hottie even with the extra weight. Um, a lot of
2: extra weight, by the way.
4: Yeah, but he's got a beautiful face. Frodo, I would. I guess I would marry. He seems very sweet and loyal, and definitely kill those two douchebags. <laughs> everything. They ruin every scene they're in. If they fucking killed them from the get-go, they wouldn't have half the problems they had
2: in Fellowship of the Ring. Thank you. Fair. At Taco Shirt, Krillin, Kat, if you had to recast Frodo and Sam today, what actors would you choose?
3: Okay, so Frodo clearly has to be Timothy Chalamet, right? Oh, 100%. 100% I
2: agree with you. Very good.
3: And then once you've got Timothy Chalamet in there, why not just make Army Hammer Sam? Just bring them back together.
4: Well, the problem is Army Hammer is now revealed to be a cannibal, and right. he's not good box office.
2: Yeah, that's okay. Would, <laughs> to, to to harken back to the first episode for you, Adam, I think he would have eaten Sean Bean's dead character if that would, in fact were Army Hammer. I don't remember who that is, but yes. Uh, I was going to say the guy with the beard, but then again, they all have beards. But he was the guy. He was the guy who's was in GoldenEye. He was 006, whatever. It, the, the, if you look up Sean Bean death in the internet. He was Ned Stark. Yes, there you go, too. He's been like the most killed actor in all of film history. Sean Bean, look it up. Wow. Uh, yes, sir. Okay. At Eric4953, never saw Lord of the Rings, so no questions, except you had nothing better to do for three hours. Tell me about it. <laughs>
3: really didn't. Sad.
2: And this was your choice, mind you, as all of the movies are here. But that was. Uh, I enjoyed this choice. At Bango two three three one. Oh wow! Return of the king is Mo. Well, we know it is Bango. If you're stating it, it is Mo. How early into the assault by the orcs would you take off take the header off the ramparts rather than face down that army of demons? Personally, I'm calling it after thirty seconds. I assume that's I'm trying cool. to
3: remember which battle that was. There are like a lot of battles in this film.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's like the Civil War but they all have a, st- a specific one that stands out like, oh yeah, the Battle at Chattanooga. So- at South Spinach, what does she think of the animated Return of the King from 1979?
3: I don't think I've ever seen it.
2: I didn't know it existed either. I just saw the cartoon Hobbit, which was mediocre at best, and that's uh, That was that's my a- jam when I was a kid. Was it really? Studio
3: Ghibli version. Yeah, no yeah, because it was released from the same place as the last Unicorn, which is an '80s classic that I was obsessed with. We never heard one. of that oh, well, one. I'm an,
2: I'm, an 80s, I'm an '80s kid too. i never heard of that. It was uh, was in the same genre time as Neverending Story.
3: Uh, sort of, but it's animated. Um, it might be earlier than it. no. I think it's earlier than Neverending and Story, the, actually. And,
2: and the Secret of Nim, which we all got force fed in school. Oh yeah. Remember that never,
3: one? I blocked that out. Never, never <laughs> Next oh,
2: story. I that. hated that film. I hate that film. Ugh. At AJ Albright, uh, AJ Albright for 84 on Twitter. How can anyone truly rate Return of the King when the movie still hasn't ended?
3: <laughs> <laughs> I saw that earlier and thought I wanted to steal that line. It's a good one.
2: That's how I felt it's
4: about it. true. It's a good point. Yeah. But not only has
3: it not ended for you, it hasn't even begun.
4: Well, this one has not. You're right, but uh, yeah, they're they're all too fucking long. I can't watch anything for three hours.
2: At Brennan uh, Baldy Brennan Brennan, stop blogging. Cat, you're awesome, but for the love of God, how could you not love the Battle of Gondor?
3: I don't know what to say. It's just, uh, it's just not my thing noted and i'm just realizing that i think i i think i said the wrong battle earlier i think i said helms deep when i meant gondor so that's my bad
2: you know i re this too and i couldn't tell you any battle and any what title of any battle it's like not again it doesn't stand that's out that's the like,
3: problem they you know? all blur together
2: right okay as we're going to get into it right now so everybody no one listens to the end of podcast, so let's give our shout-outs and what we're up to first right now. Kat Rosenfeld, what are you working on? Where can we find you?
0: Uh,
3: you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Kat Rosenfeld, just my name. And oh. uh, I have a new book coming out. I don't know uh, how long your lag time is between recording and airing, but my new book, uh, You Must Remember This, is a new gothic mystery novel, and it comes out tomorrow, January 10th. It's a whoa i apologize wherever you buy
2: books congratulations you didn't know that that is cool adam sank what are you up to besides watching the wrong movies when i ask you to watch the right ones yes for the first time in 20 years i have nothing to
4: promote <laughs> what I, I have no shows my podcast has ended
2: why uh, why, on Twitter. why are you not ending why'd you end the podcast did i did, did i crash the internet with my episode Yes, you ended it. Uh, no,
4: we had done it for five years, and I felt like we had done everything we could and grown as much as we were going to grow. And I wanted my my Saturdays back. So um, sadly, we, we had a final episode that aired uh, on the last day of 2022. And uh, so, yeah, the only thing, to, you know, if people want to follow me, I'm on Instagram uh, at Adam Sank. You can still follow the Adam Sank Show page on Facebook. I'm always posting new stories to it, even though we're not doing them on the podcast anymore.
2: Oh, that's a shame. I had fun on that. Even though your your executive producer was sexually harassing me from jump. That was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> well, that
4: that was part of the fun
2: whatevs it's all in good sports don't forget to watch fantasy football jibber jabber i don't care that the regular fantasy football season's over but we're still giving out hot nfl picks that's right nine and eight yesterday and over 58 percent for the year are fantasy football jibber jabber in the facebook metaverse also check out comics watching comics soon to be reappearing in the facebook metaverse gutting and if you want to advertise with us gutting the sacred cow at gmail.com or if you just want to drop by to say hi Adam, let's welcome Kat to do, which I know she's very well prepared to do. And this is going to be fun to watch the nerds listen in anger as Kat is about to gut the sacred cow.
3: Is there theme music or something that plays now?
2: Kat, that all goes in post. Uh, you should know
4: that, but no, yeah. actually, it's your first time. It'll, it'll be in post but actually, That happens, and I learned that last time. So that's why I didn't I didn't do my own moo this time.
3: Well, I don't even hate this movie. It's like my parents always would just say to me, I'm not mad. I'm just really disappointed. And uh, so here we go.
0: Here we go. Um,
3: so first things first. Uh, Context I think is important here. By the time you get to Return of the King, you have already watched the Lord of the Rings movies for like 84 years. You have given a lot of your life to these movies. Um, You are entitled to satisfaction. You have invested, okay, it's time, it's prom night, the movies owe you this, they have to deliver. So Return of the King has to make good on, you know, all of the promises of the previous two films. And that's one of the reasons why it's so disappointing. So, uh, opening scene is the first thing. I actually rewatched this movie today and this actually, this jumped out at me in a way that it hadn't before. So for those who are maybe not in the know, the opening scene is like this origin story for Gollum and you find out how this creature who used to be a lot like a hobbit, um, became this sort of bug-eyed, toothless, shivering, hairless weirdo who just wants to like make sweet, sweet love to a piece of jewelry. And, um, <laughs> so here. I was really, I was really stoked because I was like I can't wait to find out how this transformation occurred one of the things that I was really wondering was like okay well how did he get to look so weird but also when did he start talking like that because Gollum has a very unique voice and all the time he's like (laughs) so anyway um, that's his deal and it's really really weird so I'm very excited watching this movie I'm like when is he going to start talking this way and then it turns out that he always sounded like that and they never address it
2: Very true. Like that is a weird affect. And uh, what kind of accent is that? Like Louisiana? I don't even know. No, just kidding. It's a a weird affect. And you're right. None of the other hobbits talk like that. This is this is very curious at best. There you go. Kat, maybe you should put that voice on with your husband tonight for a little foreplay. uh, Randy talk. How about that?
3: As if I don't do that every single Saturday night. How,
2: how, How rude of me to not assume as much.
3: Okay. That just, uh, <laughs>
2: that, that just missed it, and Adam. Cat
4: <laughs> is the best comedy audience ever. She just stares straight ahead. Yeah.
2: It's like a far. I it's like a, far, it's a. It's like a bunch of foreigners at a at a hostel show. They're just nodding because they only understand like sex, dick, <laughs> fart, pussy.
3: So <laughs> now I'm laughing. That was hilarious. <laughs> you said those words. Yeah. Um, All right. So, okay. Next complaint. This is a nerdy one and I'm not the first to point it out, but Saruman, who has been the main villain for two films straight, is just gone now as you get to this film. They never explain it. You're supposed to understand that he's just up in his tower, which is partially collapsed, um, being guarded by the big slow tree that moves and talks and um if you want to know what happened to him and this is where the investment of time comes in turns out you were supposed to spring to watch the extended cut which runs for an additional 75 hours of your life that you can't get back
2: Oof! yeah i don't understand people who do that like they made a whole to-do like the extended dance remix of lord of the rings return of the kings like no i got it all in one fell swoop thank you i don't think another Three and a half hours of shenanigans is going to help clarify this story even more thank you
3: okay uh this movie does one of my least favorite things my least favorite tropes there is this scene at the tower where pippin finds the evil orb underneath the water that ultimately becomes like a big deal a little bit later on in the film and gandalf is like give me that uh, but he never explains what it is and all of this could have been avoided if he just explained at the time, like as he picked it up out of the water, oh, Pippin, hey, FYI, every time you touch this, it's like literally touching Sauron's eyeball and then he can see you. Um, but no, he has to be all mysterious about it.
2: Yeah, that was odd. It, it was it, it was like some weird Spencer's gift thing that they were carrying around and then it sucked you in like a um, like a fentanyl addiction and you couldn't let go. And then Kaflui, he could read your thoughts like uh, some kind of Lojack thing.
3: Yeah, exactly, a warning, a something, Um, and then because of that whole contrivance, we get the weirdest scene in the movie, which makes me very uncomfortable, which is where the steward of Gondor is sitting at his big long table alone, eating the messiest lunch in the world, um, while Pippin sings a really sad song, and there's this big battle raging outside. Um, and th- to me, I know a lot of people die in this scene and it, you know, it should be upsetting for that reason, but it's actually just that this man eats a tomato in a way that gives me nightmares.
2: You son of a bitch. <laughs> it's in my notes. It's in my notes right here. And I will address that as well.
3: I want to know more a about cherry tomato, put the whole thing in your mouth. What is wrong with you?
2: I want to know more
4: about this sad song that Pippin sings. I wasn't aware that this was a musical.
2: You're right. It's it's, it's weird. He's slurping a singular tomato like it's soup, for Christ's sakes. And I don't know. I have an aversion to people eating anything loudly. I I get very annoyed. But the slurping and the chewing just... That is that if I was in Guantanamo, I'm pretty good at, at a lot of things. All I have to do is just have someone chew with their mouth open and, and, and all that and I am gonna tell you where are the secrets are all buried and hidden and the codes to the to the nuclear football. For sure. We
3: talked a little bit earlier about the battle scenes. Uh, They have had so many battles at this point that I think they almost stopped caring about making them exciting. Now they're just kind of looking for gimmicks. So in the big battle that takes place at Gondor or Minas Tirith, where the white tree is and the steward is in there, you know, slurping the tomato, um, there's this whole contrivance where uh, the dwarf whose name is eluding me and the hot elf whose name is also eluding me, Legolas, there we go. um, They're in a competition to like kill the most things. Like, you know, it's it's supposed to be people, but then he kills an elephant, and then there's this whole punchline where he comes skateboarding down the dead elephant's trunk. <laughs> and uh like and, he's Tony,
2: like he's Tony Hawk with a fucking bow and arrow, ready to do a 720 McTwist.
3: Exactly. You're supposed to think that this is, I guess, the most badass thing you've ever seen, and then Gimli, the dwarf, is like, well, that still only counts as one, and then they literally pause so everyone can be like, ha ha ha. ha um so there's there's that
2: that's fucked up why are they killing elephants no 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 the elephants are transporting a little bit of context the elephants are transporting all the bad guys onto the battlefield so they're trying to take the elephants down who are just stomping over people and and killing them so taking the elephants down so they can stop that as well as there are troops on top of the elephants as well so that's why Just wanton elephant killing for the sport of it right at least they weren't harboring their tusk for ivory purposes
3: Um, Okay, so now I'm going to keep going with the battle thing because there is one actually unique moment of combat in this movie. And it's the part where Eowyn kills the Witch King and this is very exciting because it's basically kind of the only badass like boss bitch moment of girl power in not just this movie but kind of the entire three film trilogy and i want to be clear i'm not a person who thinks that every movie has to like have strong female characters or like i'm not i'm not going to get upset that it doesn't pass the bechdel test or whatever um, But realistically this story is a sausage fest and that's fine um you have like you've two women in it or three if you count gladriel but she's not really in this so then it's just arwen who spends the entire movie kind of like gasping open mouth at the camera and looking sad and then you have eowyn who actually um has the you know this this exciting battle moment um and it really behooves the filmmakers in a movie where they have so little going on for women to do this moment justice. And instead, they just kind of whizz it down their leg. They did not bring it. Um, so, among my complaints about this moment, which I don't know if I should like explain kind of more context for what happens, um, it's a big it's a big moment for the for the books and for like the kind of mythology. There's this creature, the witch king, that can't, uh, there's the, the prophecy surrounding him is no man can kill him. He can't be killed by any man. Right. That's supposed to start to mean that like, no, no person can kill him. But then in this battle, you've got one woman who whips off her helmet and she says, I am no man. And then she stabs him and he dies. So it's a great loophole. Right. Right. And it's, it's very exciting feminist moment. All right. Um,
4: but can I just say, Arwen? Uh, I'm glad yeah. you brought this up cat, because I was bothered by not just uh, the failure of the Bechdel test, but like really like, just no women anywhere The the fellowship of the king or whatever it's called the fellowship of the ring has two female characters in the whole fucking movie. And they're each in it for like five minutes. Why are none of the orcs female? Why are none of the elves female? There are places in this movie where you can at least have extras. I mean, it's like they didn't want to give any jobs to women. And to me, a, a part of the why I don't like this genre of movies is because I don't want to, unless it's porn, I don't want to just watch men. I want I want female characters, whether they're
2: good people or bad people. Whether uh, I, all right, I'm going to step in, Adam. For Christ's sakes, they were fucking medieval times. They were all men going the battle. Where are you going to see oh, a lot of oh, women characters? Be. Right, you're gonna. It's medieval times. What you're looking right. for
4: versimilitude? You're talking about <laughs> magic <laughs> and dragons and a ring that has power and speaks. I mean, this is what you're gonna hang your uh, your your
2: your realism on that there can't be any women it's in those fantasy worlds it's all warlocks again i don't read that shit so let's just get this straight out there that is not my bag but in those times like that of yore it was mostly dude fighters how many other stories do you know they have besides the valkyries that they had According wooden fighters the- on the battlefields? what's that yeah. Right. Because all the people writing about it
4: were men, I just think it's a it's a serious flaw that you know these movies didn't come out 50 years ago. They came out 20 years ago. They knew better. They should have done better. They didn't.
2: End of rant. But the books were written. But the books were written years ago, and back in the what 70s, 60s. I don't even know. Right around then, I should probably look 1930, that up. Actually, okay, there you <laughs> go.
0: So,
3: Can yeah. I? Thirty-seven. Wait, did you just say eighteen? I don't think that's correct either. 19,
4: 1937, The Hobbit was written. Just, yeah, I
3: okay.
2: Podcast. So, I was way off. I have like,
3: I have a little bit of nerdy trivia about this that I think kind of justifies that the fact that there's no female characters in the in the story and thus in the film, which is sure. that. Um, Tolkien wrote this in response to experiences he had like to kind of represent the experience of being in the First World War and the bonds that he formed with like the men who were in the trenches with him. So it's really about that. And that's the dynamic at the center of it. So on that front, like I'm willing to forgive him for not bringing women into the mix because it's just not that kind of story.
2: That's fair. That is fair. All right. Cool.
3: Yeah, Peter Jackson could have done that, could have updated it, but you know, whatever, he didn't. Anyway, just to conclude my gripe about this scene where Arwen does this really, or not Arwen, Eowyn. Um, Everyone's name in this movie is the same, which is also a complaint. By the way,
2: <laughs> and, um, I don't even know. I don't even know So, which one was the Kate Blanchett character? Is that Ar? No, Arwin was Galadriel. Liv Tyler. Yeah, Ar- yeah, Ar- yeah, Arwen was Liv yeah. Tyler. I knew that. Okay, yeah, they're, they're, they are very similar. Blanchett is
3: Galadriel. That's There's it. There's a Boromir, a Faramir, a Saruman, a Sauron. It's just you know, it's like he got he he picked one name and then he just adjusted it a little bit to like make a new character each time. Anyway. Eowyn is running into this battle wearing this big dopey helmet that makes her look like she's cross eyed. It's a really difficult image to get past. Um, and then the big thing, you know, even after this bad start, they could have rescued this moment, but the killing stroke. Um, I've not done a lot of sword fighting in my life, you know, a little tiny bit, but, um, I have like, played baseball and watched tennis on television. And so I know that if you're going to scream while you're killing or hitting someone, you take your swing or you thrust your sword and you scream at the moment of impact, not before. You need to do this in a particular way. It's scientific, (laughs) it's the force behind your swing. But she screams for like I don't know seven seconds and then thrusts her sword by which point all her oxygen is gone it just it takes the entire thing out of the moment it makes it really really ridiculous not a fan
2: maybe that was her attempt of the private pile from full metal jacket war face where he screams and then does what have you but you're right it's like ah (sighs) okay now you're gonna die (laughs) i'm happy to know
4: this in case i ever have to plunge a sword into someone i will hold my scream until impact this That's is really a joke. Movie. This is too easy of a joke for you, Adam. I'm going to let that one slide. I already <laughs> made a sword fighting joke that nobody reacted <laughs> to.
3: This is the big one, uh, which is that this movie ends like 37 times before it actually ends. Um, the very first thing that happens is they they succeed in throwing the ring into Mount Doom. Um, you know, Gollum falls in two by Gollum and then the tower topples and everyone is kind of shouting, Frodo! And they're very excited. Um, and then it seems like Frodo and Sam are gonna die on this rock and they have a moment together on the rock where uh, I think it's Frodo says, I'm so I'm glad to be with you here at the end of all things. And it's like yeah the end of all things except this movie it's ah. going to keep going um email, the eagles come and get them they're rescued okay so that's ending number one then frodo wakes up in bed in i guess rivendell which is the elf village and the entire cast comes in to find him awake and starts jumping on his bed um which you know a couple of objections of, uh, of objections to this one is that i think they're really going to rupture a kidney or something like he's just been through a lot maybe don't leap on top of his body but the other thing is this movie is always struggling to not tip over from like very manly, masculine, hetero, wartime, platonic bonding into straight up homoeroticism because of like different things in context between the time it was written and the time these movies were being made. One of the ways they do this is by really leaning into the kind of boyish naivete of the hobbits. They're like, they're... Like middle-aged men but they also are in many ways kind of like children and usually that works um but it does not work in this case this scene where everyone is jumping on the bed and giggling in a like a high-pitched squealy way i would have actually been less uncomfortable if they just all got naked and had an actual orgy
0: (laughs) oh i'm
2: gonna watch yeah yeah i was gonna say this is the here comes the 2-0 pitch to the sank there it goes deep left field it is high it is far it is gone yeah <laughs> i uh, i'm gonna address that as well so cat you're that is an astute observation
3: thank you thank you very much um and also and the movie is still not over okay this is the no. you know, ending number i don't know five um then you have the crowning of Aragorn and Arwen shows up and it's like, he's surprised to see her as though they haven't been planning this huge event for months. You know, they've, they've reassembled everything that was broken there and and gotten all these people together to crown the King. And he didn't know she was coming. Like that seems a little hard to believe, but whatever. Um, And then (laughs) that does have that good line though. My friends, you bow to no one that's, you know, that's, that hits you right there in the feels.
2: That was a great one. It really did. Oh shit! Like he didn't forget where he came from. His friends, you know, they all contributed, and that's right. We're all equals here. That was kind of cool. I, I completely agree. Dug that line.
3: Yeah. Um, of course, it's still not over. And now um, you've got the scenes of like everyone back in the Shire, and Frodo is finishing his book, and he's like, he's showing it to Sam, and Sam's like, "The Lord of the Rings" by Frodo Baggins, um, which you know, love a good kind of punch over to the title, make sure everyone knows what movie they're watching. Um, but I'm really curious because I am a huge nerd and I remember the first time someone actually said Lord of the Rings or Lord of the Ring was back in fellowship, so Suddenly, we, we have something that's a little bit relevant to right. talk about. And it was Gandalf on top of this tower, and it's just him and Saruman. And um, Gandalf is like, there's only one Lord of the Ring, and he does not share power. But it's just the two of them, and Saruman is gone now. So where did Frodo get this title? Like, Did, did Gandalf like sit him down later? And he's just like, keeps telling the story. He's like, and then I said there's only one Lord it was so badass
2: or maybe it was like his own Howard Stern moment we go no I'm the king of all media well who gave that name I did just now
4: (laughs) I feel like it 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 would have been known throughout the land just as everyone seems to know everything about everyone I feel like the expression would have
2: traveled yeah (sighs) Did the town crier share what that with you? On, on a scroll with the hear ye, hear ye, hear ye? The official Lord of the Rings is now Frodo Baggins. Exactly.
3: Well that that moth flew by, I guess, or the eagles or somebody somebody flying came by at that critical moment. So maybe they told absolutely
0: everybody. <laughs>
3: um okay, so the next the next ending is this pub scene which I think is actually the best in the movie and I kind of wish that it had ended here um because it really brings home the whole point about what it's like for veterans of war to come home and try to reacclimate to civilian life. But it doesn't. Um <laughs> then there's this whole to-do about them going they're gonna they're gonna sail bilbo off to the undying lands and as they're riding over to the boat bilbo asks frodo to see the ring as though he does not know about this entire ordeal that the that the kid has been through for him on his behalf over the course of like i don't know 13 months of his life or something like that
2: right yeah it's like the asking recovering alcoholic hey you got a bottle of uh you got a bottle of rum around here i can you know anything around laying around here i can get my hands on like dude really you're you're gonna do that again we we did this whole dance remember the part where i walked 85 miles with hairy bare feet across magma (laughs) no let me
3: frodo's like frodo's like oh i'm sorry i guess i lost it and it's like Okay. Or, you know, or you could say what you did, like, how does Bilbo not know that they threw the ring into Mount Doom? I feel like everybody knows. Everybody knows the Hobbits did it.
4: Even I know that and I didn't see the movie. (laughs)
3: Exactly. Um, Okay, so there's that. And then there's this whole goodbye scene at the harbor, which is the penultimate ending of the movie. There's still one more ending after this. Um, And the entire thing is filmed in kind of like one quarter slow motion. So that it like, as it starts, you feel like you're hallucinating, like you accidentally took mushrooms and then the scene begins. Um, And they use (laughs) a lot of stunt doubles here, except that the stunt doubles are like, they went with the lowest rent possible stunt doubles. Because it's clearly a child with huge prosthetic feet, just like flip flopping and waddling his way over to the boat and this is the last that you're going to be seeing of these characters so it's kind of like i don't know it makes it ridiculous at a moment that should be kind of somber um and then there is this whole like even more super slow motion goodbye scene that mainly serves as a showcase for all of the actors to show that they can cry on command and and really do it well, except for Elijah Wood, who doesn't cry. Um, I don't know if that's because he can't or because Frodo has no emotions left inside him anymore. But this is the last that you see of the main characters. And uh, I don't know. I think that's a little bit of a ridiculous goodbye. I think it all makes them look a little bit pathetic.
2: Wow. That should be the dagger in the coffin, I assume. Kat, give me a scale 1 to 10, your thoughts on this film.
3: Oh, rate it? Oh, With each rewatch, and I've rewatched it so many times, I like it less. So I think I might be down to like a five.
2: What was your initial uh, score at the first watch?
3: Oh, I fan the hell out of it. I was like, this is a nine or a 10. I still got wood, to quote another movie.
2: <laughs> a nice quote. Uh, what, okay, now rank the the trilogy here.
3: Ooh okay I, I think in order it's probably fellowship and then two towers and then return of the king and maybe the other maybe the last two are interchangeable maybe return of the king is better than
0: two towers what do you think
2: I'll let you know in a minute
1: Mm-hmm. When
2: I get my notes. Adam Sank, let's kick it over to you. Uh anything jump out at you from return from sorry, from Fellowship of the Ring that uh, you want to share here before we <laughs> any, mean, any, quite any, honestly.
4: Any, I feel like if I had watched the other two or the other, aren't there like eight of them?
2: No, there are this so yes and no. This is the original the trilogy, the return the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Then they came out with The Hobbit, which came out, which is actually the prequel to this three films. I don't know, five years after the fat cat, correct me if I'm wrong, but it sounds about right. So there are six, but this is, they did it. They, they you know what this is? This is like star Wars in the prequels. They, in, in that exact order. So yes, I feel, I feel like the, my problem with this
4: genre of film is, um, with with all apologies to you lovers of fantasy uh, it's the same thing over and over and over again every scene is just another battle and it sounds like um return of the king is very much the same it's battle after battle after battle and they always face unbelievably terrible odds and there's no way they can overcome and then they overcome and then they move on to the next battle. it's so tedious for me i i, I really had to like slap myself across the face to keep paying attention um, because I thought that I was going to be talking about that movie. Uh, Also, I will say about Fellowship, there's this very strange 20 minute interval about 10 minutes after the movie begins where they're in the shire and it's like this ridiculous farce. There's all this silliness. People have crazy wigs and there's beer drinking and dancing. And it, it's like a totally different movie. The tone is so weird and so not like the rest of the movie that it, it, it's like watching The Princess Bride and then suddenly you're watching, uh, you know, The Thing. It, it's completely <laughs> bizarre. Uh, and I hate when movies do that. I don't like when there's a dramatic shift in tone. Uh, it went from being like a children's movie to like a horror movie. So uh, that's my critique of that film. And in general, of the genre itself and why I'm not a fan of, the, of these kinds of movies. I can say the same thing about Star Wars. I don't like Star Wars <gasps> and that whole trilogy uh, and
2: that's why. Oh, for Christ's sake. Although
4: I did enjoy the first Star Wars a hell of a lot more than I enjoyed the first Lord of the Rings. Okay, well, that's fair. The end.
2: Adam, uh, one to ten, your thoughts on Fellowship of the Ring. Might as well, might as well milk this cow for what it's worth. Also a five. Five. Okay. These notes brought to you by guttingthesacredcow.com where you can find some sweet merch, hats, bags, mugs, cell phone holders. Yeah, I know. Uh, Cock rings that say Frodo was here. Hey-oh, guttingthesacredcow.com for all that. Notes. Smeagol looks like he'd fit right in on a Megan's Law poster or selling meth at a McDonald's in Dayton, Ohio.
3: (laughs) He's done both.
2: Not surprisingly.
4: Isn't, Sme- isn't Smeagle the puppeteer who does Triumph the Insult comic, dog?
2: Smeagle is Robert Smeagle. But you're close. I'll give you a circle, gets a square, Adam. <laughs> Smeagol chokes that guy out. In 15 seconds for the ring, it takes more than 15 seconds to choke a man out because Adam's been doing that in gay club bathrooms for over 30 years. Adam can attest to that. Hello. <laughs> Sam and Frodo must, must have copious amounts of sex together in this journey because I think that kind of love is forbidden in the Shire. Sure. The amount of exposed, uh, thank you. The amount of exposed feet in the first four minutes of this film uh, must think that Quentin Tarantino had a part in directing this film and would also send former co-host Kevin Israel into inconsolable rage. He's anti-feet. Yeah. Not a feet fan, nor am I, but he's more uh, very viscerally annoying for him. I hate old-time drinking songs. Like when they get together in the bar and they're singing and they're doing all that stuff. Uh, Cat, that annoys me. I don't care what film it is. I don't care what time period. I hate those old English, you know, throwing back the nog ale, whatever you want to call it, and then having a, I I don't know. I hate that. It annoys me. Not a a fan.
3: The great sea shanty trend of 2020 must have been rough on you. Sorry, I didn't mean (laughs) to step on you. No, that's
2: okay. (laughs) Smeagol talks to himself more than a homeless guy jerking off in the subway. (laughs) Do they generally talk? I feel like they just grunt. They do, and they look stare at you, they stare right down at you. And if you break eye contact, you're the gay one, right? No, <laughs> the ring and the eye of Sauron must be metaphors for crack cocaine because everyone in this movie is doing everything in their powers to steal these things. Oh, I do
4: want to point out that uh, my gay friends and I, when we were watching Fellowship, every time they showed that evil eye. When, when when they would when someone would touch the ring and see here it comes <laughs> we, we we're pretty convinced it was just like a vagina on fire I, I was it gonna looked, guess a brown eye that you're going to say but I'm wrong it, but I'm glad it I'm wrong like a fiery vagina and we're already afraid of vaginas so it was not a good
2: <laughs> I thought if you look up very uh, fiery vaginas you see a picture of Hope Solo R- remember that <laughs> remember that shot Google that you'll be a changed man maybe probably not that is she was that soccer player who had who put her nudies on the uh got her shit got exposed on the internet and oh. her vagina looks like a melted grilled cheese from 1964. Oh, no i hope she put them there voluntarily and it wasn't like a revenge porn i don't know uh what have you liv tyler quite the classic beauty what happened to her i had a thing for her back in the late 90s early 2000s Now now dude looks like a lady. Oh, waka, waka, (laughs) waka. Hey, it's hard to hate Hugo Weaving in anything I've seen. Hugo Weaving is a goddamn treasure uh, from across the pond, and I enjoy him and, again, everything I see. The orcs, they speak better English than people from Mississippi. Let's throw that out there. Truth. Did you notice when Gandalf was galloping through the castle cat at top speed? Nary a worry about trampling a pauper or a whelp. He's just running through that castle breakneck speed around these corners, not even, not even checking out his blind spot. Ugh. Very reckless. Think how awful everyone must have smelled in medieval times. Yes, like the restaurant. It smells like people taking a cross country Greyhound bus ride.
4: I feel this way whenever I see a movie like from the 30s. I think like how much everyone must have
2: stunk before deodorant and like daily showering. We talked about that in our Gone with the Wind episode with all those layers they wear in the summertime. Can you imagine the odors that just emanate from their wardrobe? Oh, Sme- Smeagol rooting through the Hobbit stuff like he's trying to take cab money out of a one night stands purse or wallet. That brought back memories, right? <laughs> for me, it did. Anyone else get viciously nauseous watching that delusional king eating those tomatoes? This is worse for me than watching someone get someone get their leg chainsawed off.
3: <laughs> Thank you.
2: I feel like I need to it's watch.
3: Deeply upsetting.
2: It is. Uh, it's so unnerving. I have ended dates short because of horrible table manners. I don't care if she's a nine or eight, nine, ten. I have walked out. I cannot deal with people who chew their mouth up and smack their food. Yuck. What a lucky bastard Orlando Bloom is. He is in the two top grossing franchises of all time. He also got a kind of, sort of, in her prime Katy Perry. Now, she is losing her mind, but hey, it's like signing an athlete to a 10-year contract. You get four or five great years, and then you overpay for the decline of their career. Still a smoke show, though.
4: And most importantly, he's got a big penis.
2: That's the rumor. Actually, the photographs. It's not that a rumor. True. We yeah. Know it for, yeah, it's fact. The spider scene is fantastic. How do you not get a kick out of that? Although I did not know that spiders make audible snarls. <laughs> the spider is oh, making totally noise do. yeah but hey listen if anything what movies have taught me like jaws 4 sharks can scream out in pain if you saw jaws 4 you'll know what i'm talking about and if you saw jaws 4 you just don't need an hour and a half of your time to not even charity smeagol went out like a bitch more than boba fett did in return of the jedi gets tossed over a cliff and that's it yeah that was a shitty payoff but he comes back later on after, after a hundred foot story fall. Eat my ass, Peter Jackson. No one's buying it or Tolkien. He wrote that. I guess he's following the script. The thought of being covered in web by a hairy animal frightens the shit out of me. But I bet Adam Sank circles that date on his calendar. Hey, <laughs> the king who I, I again, I don't write down names because like you said, Kat, all these names sound the same. The king, I call him the king who lost his son would probably benefit from the jester teaching him CPR instead of singing sad, sad songs. Oh, by the way, he should really make sure his son is dead before deciding to off him and his son. Viking funeral style. How about a glass underneath the nose or a six Mississippi before putting your fingers under his nose before saying, you know what, let's light this bitch up. Speaking of that moment, pretty sure if you cover yourself in oil, you don't hold a match in your hand and then get a three Mississippi before your body goes fully ablaze while standing in the middle of a funeral pyre. I've done it. Speaking of done it, you know what will lighten the mood of this battle? A bunch of Scots lifting their kilts and slapping their asses. Oh, wait, I grabbed Adam's notes if you would watch this film. (laughs) The special effects are 20 years old about, and they hold up pretty well. The battle scenes are spectacular, the effects. You can't dog the effects. You can dog the length of the time of this film. When Gimli, Aragorn, and Legolas appear in the final battle with the ghosts, it's almost, almost like the Avengers Endgame scene where, on your left... Where they fight Thanos. I'm sure in this super extended director's cut dance remix, Pippin and Mary move to New Zealand together and raise sheep. Confirmed. You're obsessed with sheep, Kevin Goatee. It's New Zealand where they shot it. New Zealand has more sheep than people. Thank you for knowing the facts here. You're welcome. Sam climbs 45 flights of stairs after being told by Frodo to pretty much piss off. He climbs 45 stairs back up to Frodo where he's not wheezing, doesn't need a 15-minute break to catch his breath, and, oh, has enough strength to kill Smeagol, by the way, who fell 43 stories. I'm supposed to believe that Smeagol who is built like a Somalian pirate from Captain Phillips can hold off a fight like that long. (laughs) That doesn't happen. If you couldn't figure out that Frodo was going to have a major conflict before getting rid of the ring, you need LASIK and self-realization classes. This end is more homoerotic than Stallone and Carl Weathers frolicking in the surf at the end of Rocky (laughs) three. The only thing missing were short shorts. <laughs> this Love was it. the oh that, uh, rocky three by the way my favorite rocky of them all you know what mine too mr t and hulk well, hogan in the, the same film that's, seen a, seen that's a, it that's what you wait, wait wait hold on cat what did you say your husband hasn't seen it
3: i said no no i'm the one who hasn't seen the
4: oh,
2: movie that
3: we're talking about
2: rocky three oh. um i'm not gonna say I'm it's sure. a better
4: movie than rocky or Rocky II, but it's the most fun of the first three.
2: He's the best villain, Great. Club Lang, in all three of, of all of them. Yeah, I agree. All
3: right, just to be clear, my husband has definitely seen Rocky Three. I don't want rumors to start here
2: on this podcast. <laughs> it's like, cat, it's time for a divorce, post haste. Oh. <sighs> The This was the first film that won the Oscar that truly deserved it because the Oscars have been shit for so long in that period for the longest time. What has been spurned? Pulp Fiction, Shawshank, L.A. Confidential. All those films spurned at the Oscars. This won Best Picture, and it deserved it. I loved it when it came out. It's still a good movie, although i love to meet those monsters who paid for the four-hour-plus cut of this film. Christ, how many elf-slash-dwarf fight songs do you need to see, and how much more walking through forests do you need? Look, I like this film, but this gloriously fails the remote test, except the final battle scene. The remote test for you, cat, is if, if you turn on cable and you stumble upon it on any part of the film, do you drop the remote and say, I know what I'm doing for the next half hour hour or whatever this does not this film definitely drags it drags a lot three hours about no thank you this could be at least two and a half ish and I'd be completely fine with it like Mickey Mantle this has uh, 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 like Mickey Mantle's liver this has too much fat on it it needs to be chopped down <laughs> I still like this film it's a 7 out of 10 for me. It is the best of the trilogy. It goes 3, 1, and then 2. The Two Towers was nothing but walking. If I wanted to see that much walking, I'd watch live footage of the New York Marathon, which bores the piss out of me. So, that being said, let's go to Critics 5 Star Reviews. Peter Jackson's place in cinematic history is cemented with The Return of the King, and now Star Wars seems like a film made a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. First of all, reviewer, eat shit. Star Wars blows away this franchise, and it ain't even close. The Return of the King is really the heart of the cinematic masterpiece. Almost needs no review. If you liked or disliked either of the first two films, this one offers more of the same, with the emphasis emphasis on the more. And get ready to have a coronary, cat. The best part in this movie tril the best part in the best movie trilogy of all time. No, not even remotely true. Which critic said that? I didn't cut and paste their names because you know. I'm not going to give them the spotlight that they seek or deserve. Fuck them. Critics, one-star reviews. The atavistic Christians versus Moore's narrative doesn't belong in the present day, and that's no doubt why so many people are addicted to it. It's so ideologically overstated that can easily be brushed off as harmlessly quaint escapism. This reviewer is an asshole. How about that? (laughs) (laughs) president who says it's Christian versus Moore's battle I did did you guys get that that narrative I sure didn't I'd have to uh refresh my my Moorish history before (laughs) my the
3: extended cut
2: yeah my my Moorish history goes back to Robin Hood and I learned that Morgan Freeman was a Moor, and that's what I knew about that next I know they were in Spain when they when we talk about also africa too i believe when we talk about jackson's directorial style what exactly are we talking about the ability to judge a production this size is a feat but what else does he bring to it all right almost nothing in the ultimate jrr tolkien episode rings true least of all of its empty spectacle of digital effects the sum is two towers and more of babel ha puns Dude. That seems to be the uh, the go to for anyone with an English lit degree. With when it comes to the humor department, Adam Sank. Overlong. That definitely but, was not from the New York Times. No, overlong takes itself way too seriously. In a case of much ado about nothing. Mm-hmm. Amazon five star reviews, perfection. I said it. Actually, no, you wrote it. Hey, simply put, the greatest movie ever made for the greatest story ever told. And that means better than the usual classics, such as the Homer, parentheses, not Homer Simpson for the illiterate, Tolstoy, Shakespeare, Dickens. Gote and other long dead authors much better than the matrix better than star wars better than titanic or superman or sorry than than spider-man the godfather citizen kane metropolis finding nemo or gone with the wind or any other movie i have ever seen which includes virtually of all of the afi top 100 films list eat our collective asses Better than Gremlins, better than (laughs) E.T., better than Leonard Part Six, better than Howard the Duck, better than Police Academy Five Assignment Miami Beach. (laughs) This film is not better than The Matrix or The Godfather or Spider Man. Let's, well, what Spider Man we're talking about. That was written
3: just to make people mad online.
2: 100% was. Total. Total troll next one it's interesting how much this movie has with the big bang theory the way the four friends sat around a lunch table and sam wise as an actor in the last season and of course the episode where they fought over the prop ring and this movie certainly has a great selection of melancholic songs anyone who invokes the big bang theory in a movie review is branded a simpleton in my book and you are cast out of any serious discussion go hump your blossom pillow pal or gal (laughs) <laughs> I spent the equivalent of a full day's waking hour in front of my big TV this past winter with with just the two sets of the four Harry Potter films and the three Lord of the Rings movies I am not a couch potato well at least it was time well spent finally some movies that really make the grade I've been hard pressed to find a good five star movie that I haven't seen signed The star of the newest season of my five hundred pound life, because no one is able to sit still that long, even me, when I watch eleven hours of football on a Sunday.
4: The title of the show is My Six Hundred Pound Life.
2: Oh, you're very kind to to lop off that hundred pounds. Hey, maybe went to they went to doctor now and got that gastric bypass, and they're almost they're almost on their way to their goal. Same show. It's it. Yes. Dr.
4: Now. just pull that out of my ass <laughs> doctor now is the star of my 600 pound life that's oh, i love
2: you adam thanks for having I'm that back so much that's all <laughs> he says to them amazon one star reviews i personally do not see how many any of the supposed fans can rave over this fiasco destroyed the books and what and ruined what i consider to be one of the best fantasy tales of all time most not all but most of the actors stank Elijah Wood, was, Elijah Wood was terrible. Did the actors, for that matter, the director, even read the series at some point? Look, I don't want to rant completely over the butchery over the proper tale. Yet, there was no real story here. All the depth and nobility of the characters was horrid. I can truly understand the necessity of cutting aspects out for time, but the director really blew it with what he chose to keep and invent. Internet troll. <sighs>
3: I'm going to go with obsessive fanboy,
4: right? Someone (laughs) go ahead, Adam. To say those are not good actors or that they didn't do a good job. I I mean, I didn't see that this installment, but I can't imagine that those actors didn't act well. They're good at what they do.
2: This was not Tommy Wiseau from the room in here going, oh, hey, Tom, where's the ring? (laughs) <laughs> deep cut thank you you're killing me <laughs> oh hi Mark it was okay. The dude from Rudy was okay. But if he had the ring, we wouldn't need three movies to melt the ring. And a volcano would have been more interesting if Captain Jack Sparrow made an appearance. I guess the girl from the Aerosmith videos was cool. Better if she was naked, Bit. I guess it was okay because it was PG. Dumbledore sucked. Marion and Pippin? I should have rented Mary Poppins. Next time, I'll rent The Hobbit to waste time. I love this movie. What, this a, char- time- <laughs> what a charming insect. <laughs> This sounds more like an SNL character audition than it does actual reviewer. Yeah, that's a school shooter in the making. <laughs> Where were you in Evaldi last April? <laughs> this DVD, <laughs> thank you. This DVD I bought is Canadian. I could can be very, very particular about my movies, and the contrast between the English and the French is distracting and annoying as hell. With this. I will have to buy The Return of the King for an unwanted third time since the other version I bought was Canadian as well. I do not want any more Canadian movies from Amazon where I live in America. I do not want this to happen again. Signed, Rick Moranis. I don't even understand (laughs) what that means. I thought these were shot in New Zealand. No, his DVD he got was in uh, in French as well, and he was very upset. I love writing people who think that Jeff Bezos is going to catch a glimpse of their review. And then go, oh, you know what? I'm going to give Mark 7452 a refund. By the way, they speak English in most of Canada. They do, except Montreal, but you're right. Gotcha. Hey, Adam, did Cat Rosenfield gut the
4: sacred cow? I mean, very astutely. She convinced me to never watch this movie. I like how you watched the wrong movie and you're still like, yep don't even care still good to go for that gutting i can't imagine anyone
2: making a more cogent argument than she did as to why it's not a great movie (laughs) congratulations cat adam thinks you got it uh i have not changed my score but that's okay i enjoyed having you on cat you are fun you're a blast get cat's new book out tomorrow and by the time you hear this it will be out so go to check out Cat Rosenfield at catrosenfield.com. Adam Sank no longer on Twitter, but find him on Instagram as What's well. What's your book, Cat? Yeah, shout it out again. Go ahead. You
3: must. Rem- it's called You Must Remember This.
2: Sounds like you must remember not to watch Lord of the Rings Return of the King, huh? Okay, you got it. Kevin yeah. Goatee, Adam Sank, mm-hmm. thanks for sitting in as co-host again. I appreciate you, pal. Sorry, I, I didn't watch the correct movie, but I had a blast. I hope you and your gays watch the next for the right film the next time you come on this very podcast. I promise. Especially. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks again, everybody. We'll talk to you soon.